I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can subscribe at iTunes for free or you can find them at HeidiHarris.com. I also put them on social media. And you can join me for my live radio broadcast at 670 AM KMZQ, Monday through Friday, 9 AM to 10 AM. I wanted to talk a little bit today about social issues and how important they are. There's a particular person on Fox, and I'm not going to mention her name because my objective here is not to pick on her. She's kind of young. She's pretty. They put her on Fox, and she's never said one original thing, which is fine. That's Fox's right to hire her if they want to. And no, I'm not jealous. I've done cable TV for 13 years, so no, I'm not jealous. But I saw something she posted the other day, and I don't follow her, but it came up in my Twitter feed about how we need to get out of social issues. Well, Interestingly, Fox couldn't wait to promote that because Fox News has gone very far to left when it comes to social issues. Now, you could argue that, listen, just drop it when it comes to things like gay marriage because ultimately it's the law of the land now. Okay, and that's a legitimate point. But social issues don't just include gay marriage. People who are social conservatives like me aren't against everything. That's the whole point. We are for things. We are for families being strong. We are for children being raised in great homes. We are for government staying out of the parents' lives and out of their pockets so they can spend more time with their kids. It's about being for something, not about being against something. But social issues do matter. And I've talked to people, and I know some, who, oh, I'm a big conservative when it comes to taxes, but I'm a you know, I'm a social liberal when it comes to other things. Well, you can't be fiscally conservative and socially liberal because socially liberal people cost society a lot of money. Every time a child is raised in a one-parent home, the chances of that child winding up in prison are much higher. The cost of society are much higher. Those are the kids who have more problems in school. The teachers have to deal with that costs us all money. And every time a teacher is spending time having to be a social worker for a child who's got a problem at home, guess what? That's time the kid's not learning and the other kids aren't learning. So yes, it does cost us money. When children grow up in homes where moms and dads never even got married or they have boyfriends and girlfriends and all kinds of people passing through their house without any stability, obviously the chances of those children being molested goes up. And of course, the child's lack of stability will affect them in a lot of different ways. Now, maybe they grow up and they're okay. I mean, I'm a child of divorce. I'm okay. I've been married once. I'm married to the same person. My brother's been married to the same woman for over 25 years. So we are adults. We grew up. We're okay. But still, we suffered as children of divorce. And a lot of times what happens is children of divorce go on to repeat the pattern because they don't understand what it's like to stick it out through the tough times. And everybody I've ever known who's gotten divorced has gotten divorced because of something they knew prior to the marriage. Honestly, I have never met an exception to that rule. Maybe there are some people who were totally fooled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you'd paid attention, you probably would have known. But People will spend more time deciding what the new features of their car are going to be than looking into the personality, the traits, the character, and the history of the person they're going to marry. So that's why they go, oh, I'm surprised. I didn't know he was like that. Well, that's because you didn't look into it. I didn't know she was a psycho. Well, why didn't you ask somebody else? So these kind of things go on all the time, obviously. Nobody's beating anyone up if they make a mistake. But when you are socially liberal and you don't really care about that, and it's not a really big deal. I had somebody once say on my Facebook page, I was talking about the importance of fathers in the home. And a woman actually got on my Facebook page and said, I'm a single mom. My kids don't need a dad. Really? How dare you? How dare you make that statement for your child? And even if you don't think that kids need a dad, look at all the stats on this. Ask your kids if they want a dad. I mean, how ridiculous. Now, maybe you've made mistakes in your life. We all have. 
But that doesn't change the principle of what's best for society. Now, we're not talking about government running your life, but government is never neutral in the culture war. That's the important thing. So when kids are growing up in homes, two dads, two moms, one mom, one dad, boyfriends, girlfriends, steps, halves, every other thing, a total mess of their life, when kids are growing up that way, we're all paying the price for it. Society pays the price for this constant instability. So yes, it does matter. Yes, it's everybody's business. When society decides, for example, to reward a single mom who gets pregnant out of wedlock and give her welfare and child support, you know, from the state or whatever other kinds of benefits that she might get that she wouldn't have had had she not gotten pregnant, the government is taking a position. They're encouraging this kind of behavior. And before you say, well, that's not true. Yeah, it is. I remember a friend of mine telling me he was on a plane a few years back and there were two teenagers on the plane. Neither of them had children. They were 15, 16. And they were both sitting there the entire time he was on the plane discussing how much money they would get if they got pregnant. Okay, I'll get this, I'll get that, I'll get an apartment, I'll get this. And if you're a teenager who's having trouble with your parents, things aren't going very well at home, what do you do? You have a baby and government suddenly wants to make you feel like an adult. And that's what happens. But you don't understand when you're 16 that a couple of hundred dollars in food stamps and various other thing and maybe government-sponsored daycare, that's going to enslave you. That's not going to benefit you. It's not going to benefit your child. Having a kid when you're 16, 17 years old is going to seriously curtail your life, and it's going to seriously curtail your future. Yet government steps in and says, we'll reward you, sweetheart, instead of getting involved with things that they should be, like trying to help these girls find adoptive homes or other things that would, in my opinion, be a better expenditure of taxpayer money. And speaking of taxpayer money, let's talk about poverty. Let's talk about so-called poverty in America and people who are 50 pounds overweight, 60, 70 pounds overweight. How are poor people fat? In history, that's never been the case. Poor people didn't have money for food. Now we give them food stamps, and not only do we give them food stamps, we allow them to buy whatever crap they want to buy. So people are buying Doritos, Fritos, Cheetos, Oreos. I've seen them. You've seen them. Go to Walmart the first of the month. What are people buying? They're not buying broccoli. They're not buying fresh vegetables and fruit. They're buying junk, liters of soda, potato chips, and things like that that they probably wouldn't buy if it was their own money because potato chips are expensive. But government is not neutral on the issue. If you really care about poor people, you're not going to control what they eat. They can come up with their own money if they work a side job or whatever. You're just saying we're not going to subsidize you eating junk. But why won't government do that? Government will never do that. Why? Because both sides of the aisle are scared to death about Iowa and other big agricultural states that rely on selling corn and rice and the other stuff that goes into Doritos and Fritos and Oreos and all this other kind of stuff. So it's not about what poor people need or what will actually help them. It's all about benefiting big agriculture. So when you look at it, once again, government is not being neutral. I'm not saying that government should starve poor people. Nobody's asking that. No one's advocating that. But government should not be subsidizing this kind of stuff. That's where social issues matter. Now, why is it my business if a overweight person is poor? Well, because I'm going to be paying for their insurance. And if they're overweight and they're sitting around the house eating Doritos and Fritos and all that stuff all day long and drinking, you know, orange soda by the liter, guess what? They don't feel good. They don't want to go to work. They don't have any motivation. How do I know that? Because I feel the same way if I eat crap. <laughs> I like my junk food as much as anybody else. And there are times that I will eat the wrong thing and I will pay for it the next day. I won't feel good. And that's how it is if you're perpetually eating junk. And I see these kids at school who are offered lunches that people like Michelle Obama wanted to see them eat once again 
to benefit big agriculture. They throw the vegetables in the trash can. In a lot of cases, they throw the whole lunch in the trash can. Then they go to the local stop and rob. They buy their big bag of Funyuns or whatever in their soda, and that's what they eat. And they go home to an empty house. We wonder why our kids are so fat. It's because we are subsidizing junk. They don't know how to cook anymore. They grab it and believe, I don't know how to cook either, so I'm not picking on them. I'm just saying that they don't understand what's good nutrition, and they don't really care, and nobody's home to enforce it anyway. So social issues matter. If mom and dad are on welfare and getting this money and buying junk and it's perpetuating, it's going to be bad. But it's no different if you grow up in a home where mom and dad and girlfriends and boyfriends and steps and halves and all that kind of stuff are a way of life. You're going to grow up. You're going to perpetuate that. And that hurts society. That hurts all of us. So social issues do matter. Whether or not you consider gay marriage a problem, and maybe that's not your spiritual belief, or abortion or anything like that, it still matters. Let's take abortion, for example. Whether or not you think abortion is the killing of an unborn child, the bottom line is our attitude toward abortion and our cavalier opinion of it has affected everything. If you're inconvenient because you're not born yet, Look what happens to old people. They get dumped in these homes. They get dumped in these care centers. Nobody cares. Why should they? You dump your kid in daycare from the time they're infants, then they're going to dump you in some care center when you're old. Nobody has respect for life anymore. Everybody's working. Nobody's got time. A lot of things that they're buying, they don't have to have, but they want to have stuff to keep up with the Joneses. So everybody works. No one respects life. Nobody wants to spend time with the babies. Nobody wants to spend time with the old people. And the politicians are happy to tax you to death to pay for what they want. So yes, indeed, I'm hoping this young lady on Fox... As she grows, and listen, I understand because I've been in my 20s too, I hope that she grows up and understands how social issues affect all of us. They affect society, they affect the bottom line, and that is extremely important. As goes the family, so goes the nation. And what we need to do if we're going to put any policies in place, we need to put the kind of policies in place that would strengthen the family, or at the very least, not tear them away, not incentivize people to leave the home. That would help everybody. I'm Heidi Harris. Join me weekdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 670 a.m. KMZQ for my live radio show from Las Vegas. And don't forget to pick up my brand new book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. Blowbacks, setbacks, and comebacks in Vegas radio. Yes, I've had them all, and they're all in the book. I've been also putting excerpts of the book at HeidiHarris.com, so check those out. The most recent excerpt I put up was all about the situation where one boss brings you in and thinks you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, then a new boss comes in on Monday morning and thinks you suck. <laughs> Been through there? I have. <laughs> Check it out in my book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. It's available at Amazon. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Well.